Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth with Jim Hunter from HD Franchising. Thanks, thanks for joining us here today, Jim. Hi, and nice, nice to be here. Good. Before we get into the show, let me tell everyone who's coming up next week. We have from Bartlett and Company, Craig Sarenbrock. Bartlett's the oldest financial planning company based here in Cincinnati, and. On next Friday, we're going to have an entrepreneur who started his own company called IT Foresight. That's Mark Ross. Thanksgiving week on Thursday and Friday, we're going to run two rerun shows or re-air them. And Troy Augustine's show is going to be rerun. The following week, on November 29th, we're going to have John Mybers from Computerese. And then on Friday, the 30th of November, we're going to have Darby Fasakis from the Divine Group, and Darby is going to discuss with me how to select winners in sales and winners in all positions, how to avoid hiring losers so you don't have disappointment as a business owner. And the following week, on December, Friday, December 7th, we have a special guest. We have Janelle Ross. She is the owner of Ross Motors in Centerville. She owns several automobile dealerships. And that includes the Mercedes-Benz dealership in Centerville. So, Jim, I noticed you have a little bit of an accent. I do, yes. Obviously, you're not from Cincinnati. Once, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and, and, and how you got to Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Scotland. And, you know, lived in, in, in Scotland and England and, and United Kingdom until I was, I was 46 years old before I... Actually, emigrated to um, to Canada. Uh, I um, I had a, a career initially um, with General Electric Corporation in the United Kingdom uh, for 15 years. I was with them, and I uh, I, I always had this entrepreneur uh, bugging me, um, so I wanted to do my own thing. In 1988, myself and my wife uh, started a quick copy printing franchise. In, in Scotland, we had that for uh, ten years and grew it for ten consecutive years uh, before selling it. And um, the um, the franchising bug uh, had got me. And, and uh, uh, after uh, selling the business, we, we travelled uh, quite extensively before, as I say, emigrating to Canada. And, and uh, I started uh, working with um, franchise uh, companies. Uh, the uh, franchise uh, uh, companies uh, in Canada, I set up my own franchise uh, consultancy company uh, before uh, then uh, moving down to the U.S. about uh, five and a half years ago and I started working with franchise uh, companies down down here. Were you involved with the, the Home Doctors franchise? House Doctors. House Doctors, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I was... Um, uh, I was looking to take something about about six years ago now. I was looking to take something into Canada uh, when I um, came across uh, House Doctors, and they were in fact uh, when we spoke initially uh, looking to to go international. Um, so we, we, I talked with the owner of the company at that time and, and uh, was looking again to to uh, expand and grow uh, the House Doctors uh, brand. Um, so. I came down with a view to do that, but uh, the uh, the downturn in the market um, came along uh, about the same time. 
Okay. And uh, you worked for house doctors for how many years? I've worked uh, for them for the last uh, five years. I, I ran the company and... Um, uh, say we we uh, got through the, the worst of, of of the downturn and and um, uh, righted the ship, um, shall we say, um, to look at uh, doing some better things with it in the future. Mm-hmm. What motivated you to uh, buy the whole franchise? Or well, I I saw more to it, I think, than um, uh, you know others others did. I um I, I always think of. You know, when you consider uh, McDonald's as as one of the the, the biggest franchises, that uh, Ray Kroc saw more than the McDonald brothers did. Well, that is true. Yeah. Yes. He, he he made it a multi-billion-dollar business. That's exactly that 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 um, uh, you know that that to me was was someone who who, who saw a market, who, who had a vision of of where. Um, he could take a, a, a company, and I say that the founders maybe didn't see that. So, so uh, my my thoughts are that house doctors can go uh, a lot more than, than than where it is, and and there's a, a huge opportunity um, for for people who who come on board uh, with this franchise. So, how many uh, franchisees do you have today? We have uh, around 50 uh, at the moment. Uh, the plan is to get to about uh, 200 within. Uh, five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the peak that they had? They had um, just over a, a, a around about a hundred. Um, they, they had at one time the original franchisees that came on board, but were most definitely handymen. Um, a lot of them were guys who went out and did the work. Uh, franchisees we now look for are, are managers of the business. Uh, the, the changes um, in the market, the changes uh, with the economy. Uh, has um, as I say, our model has has evolved. Um, as I say, we now most definitely look for managers uh, to run these businesses. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yes. Big difference. Uh, the fellow with the who is good with the hammer and the saw may not be the best manager. That, that, that's right. Um, you know, a lot of um, small business people uh, are maybe good at uh, at doing the actual work, but. Um, uh, you ha- you have to be able to step above it and 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 really not work um, in the business but work on it. So so today, uh, house doctors most definitely looks for people who can work on the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how long ago did you actually acquire the franchise or yourself? I, I bought it um, back in in June. Uh, so it's only been been a, a few months. But I say I, I've been running the the company for the previous owner for the last uh, five years. Uh, another thing I, I think I, I, I see is um, uh, the changes in, in, in the demographics of, of our, our society now. As a, the baby boomers become the seniors of tomorrow, uh, that that's a, a great growth niche for for house doctors. Um, well, I, I could see that because people don't want to move, and yet they have fewer capabilities to do that drywall repair, which they might have done when they were thirty or forty. Now they're going to look for an outside vendor, a trusted vendor, to do that work. Uh, why did you move to Cincinnati from Canada? Why <laughs> Cincinnati? It's a strange, well, strange place. As I say, I um, when I was up in uh, Canada, I was looking to 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 do something. It wasn't wasn't um, necessarily um, going to be moving to the U.S. Uh, I was looking for a company, but um, to bring into the U.S. to bring into Canada. Uh, when I came across uh, uh, house doctors, but the, the need of house doctors um, for expansion and growth and, and, and taking it to another level was, was most definitely based in Cincinnati where it started. Uh, so I, I, um, I was invited down here. Uh, so that's why um, uh, Cincinnati, and and you know S- Cincinnati's got a lot going for it, a lot more than I realised when I first arrived. Um, I, I'd loved outside uh, Toronto um, in Canada, which is um, for those who haven't been there, it's more like a Chicago um, as a city. Um, so really, really a big city. And and when I first arrived in, in Cincinnati, both myself and my my wife. Um, uh, found it a little bit different, um, but we've grown to make a lot of really good friends and and uh, you know have a, a a really good lifestyle here now. Yeah, it's interesting. I I moved here from Los Angeles 20 mm-hmm. years ago, and I came because of my wife's job with Heinz, 
and I agreed to be here for two years. And I said to her, if we don't like it in two years, we're out of here. Mm -hmm. But it was any place was going to be better than Los Angeles, which I found to be too crowded yeah, and congested. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, I didn't like the earthquakes. Oh. And here I am 20 years later. This is, this is a really good place to do business. Yes, uh, I agree, yeah. Uh, you, you were involved as a franchisee in uh, the printing business. Yes. And you must have enjoyed that, otherwise you wouldn't have st stuck in the franchising business. Yeah, you know, th that's a great point. I, I went into the printing business. I knew nothing about printing, would you believe? Um, I believe, but that that, um, that business was looking for someone that, that, that could uh, talk to customers and deal with customers and help customers and, and offer good customer service. And these are the things that I believed in. So, so um, although it was printing that was the product, um, I felt uh, comfortable with it, and um, that that was a, a a big international franchise. I I remember going to um, Houston in Texas was where where they were based, and, and going there and 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 uh, sitting um, uh, talking to the founder, um, Bud Hadfield, his name was, and and he was he's actually in the Entrepreneur Hall of Fame uh, alongside uh, Bill Gates and and uh, Henry Ford. Um, uh, Richard Branson's. Uh, so this was the level of person that was in franchising. And the other guy at that uh, breakfast meeting was myself, my wife, uh, Bud, and Alan Shepard, uh, the first astronaut um, in in space and and, and uh, first American in space. And he was um, he was on the board of of Quick Copy. So so. so Initially, I was brought into franchising at really a very high level, I would say, and therefore developed a real love for that business model of bringing your skills to a franchisor that can give you the systems and procedures and the model and the support that will help bring success to you. Mm -hmm. How big of a support staff does HD have now. Well, uh, house doctors we're at about five now, so so uh, we're building and growing. Uh, we, as I say, we have around 50 um, franchises, but obviously the intention is to um, to expand um, uh, as we go. We just um, started a, a franchise uh, uh, development uh, director, and uh, as I say, we're looking to add another um, 24 to 30 um, franchisees uh, next year. We're we're looking for franchisees in Cincinnati. Um, as well, interestingly enough. That's interesting. Uh, so you're not going to operate Cincinnati as a house store? No, no. I I, um, I learned as well that, that um, with one franchise organization that um, uh, the franchisor has their role to play, um, and it isn't necessarily um, the, the same role as the franchisee. Um, and, and, and bringing, bringing success uh, to the franchisee and giving them the support and the tools that they need uh, is is an important part of the franchisor, please. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you inherited when you bought the company the whole operations manual and the, and the process and procedure. Yes, uh, part part of the, um, the uh, buying the, the house doctors uh, was the, the model, the systems, the procedures, uh, and um, I say we we've. We've got some franchisees who are really making this uh, work now, uh, based on 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 the growth uh, within uh, the markets that, that we're focused on. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you see the market in terms of uh, possibilities and opportunities? Well, I I see I see a, a, a huge opportunity as uh, as I said earlier about the, the baby boomers becoming the seniors of tomorrow. The, this. 10,000 baby boomers turning 65 every day for the next 18 years. Now, the majority... Uh, Let me get that straight. Yeah. 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 every year for the next... Every day. Every day for the next 18 years. Gee, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And and if you, you consider a lot of them now don't want to clean their gutters or... or, or you know, power wash the drive, or, or repair the deck, or or paint a room, or, or fix a fence. All, all the little items on the to-do lists, on the honey-do lists. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. You, you've got to think of all the properties 
and all the repair and maintenance as the properties get older. Never mind we get older. And so um, the average homeowner in North America has 22 items on their to-do list. Now, my wife says the first time that I've ever been above average at anything. Because oh. I have more than 22 items on you, the to-do list. You keep more than 22 <laughs> items on your, your to-do list. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I uh, unfortunately know that list. <laughs> um, what do you think of the uh, unique uh, opportunities uh, for home, home or house doctors, I I um I think that that um, initially, as I said, it started that a lot of the the franchisees were indeed handymen doing the 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 the, the small jobs themselves. It's now evolved now, now to this uh, management um, uh, type approach. The, the franchisees are, are the managers, and and we not only do the small jobs, but we also do lighter remodeling jobs. Uh, so we're now moving into things like um, bathroom upgrades and, and, and kitchen upgrades and, and uh, uh, more substantial uh, work um, as, as the franchisees build their teams and, and build their expertise. Uh, and le- less people moving, more people fixing up their homes is, is a big thing for us. Good. We're going to take a, a short commercial break here, Jim. We'll be back in about two minutes. This is Mike Roth. Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leader. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never saw. However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? If you're serious about growth, call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are we hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Jim Hunter from HD Franchising. Uh, Jim, do you see any obstacles in the future to the growth of uh, franchising and HD? No, I um, I see see the franchising model as, as, a, as a strong model and if you bring the right franchisee to the right franchisor and get that match right um, the right skills that the franchisee has, uh, then then you can build really successful businesses, and and that's why uh, I've remained involved with franchising, both as a franchisee and now as a franchisor. That I believe sincerely in the model, and and if you've got a good business model, that that will go on and on and on. Interestingly enough, I, I um. I, I'm in talks with uh, uh, two guys from India who are interested in taking uh, the House Doctors brand uh, to India. And um, I have someone who's, who's interested in Canada as well. And if you look at the... Uh, I did some research, obviously, on on the market in India. If you look at that market today, it, it's a, a booming, growing market. And franchising, the franchises that are moving in there... Um, a lot of them from the U.S. is it, it, quite phenomenal. It's interesting. Sandler uh, 
uh, is operating now in 32 different countries. Wow. And uh, it, it took quite a while to, to op build. Probably 18 years ago, uh, Sandler jumped into Canada, which was a, a natural, easy expansion. Yes. Yeah. And probably eight or nine years ago, moved into England, United Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, and that's that that's been thriving. But all, all the other countries around the world, it's one by one, mm-hmm. uh, with the language barriers. Yes. And uh, we, we've created a successful system. Uh, there are some countries that Sandler isn't in. India is one of them, mm-hmm. probably because of Sandler's fear of intellectual property uh, protection yeah. in India. Yeah. And I can understand that. In, in other countries like China, uh, there is a, a Chinese partner who owns 51% of the Chinese venture. Uh, in in your world, how do you view the franchisees? Well, I think um, the franchisee is is a uh, obviously the biggest part um, of the business, and and uh, you know we have a saying in our office that um, any telephone call that comes in, the most important is from a franchisee existing, second most important from a prospective franchisee. So that's a, a big part um, of uh, our business, and business is all about relationships. And uh, having strong relationship with franchisees is very important. When I when I went to house doctors at first, they, they had some challenges. Um, uh, the first convention I, I attended, um, there was a lot of negativity. Uh, two conventions later, uh, we got a standing ovation from our franchisees, and that's how important the relationship building is to me. When we can achieve that, obviously, we do something right. Yeah, when I joined uh, Sandler, David Sandler said to me, "Mike, welcome to the family." Yes. And he treated everyone like family, and that really made a a big difference. Why I've been successful in the business for over twenty years, and why many others have been successful. Um, do you have a long term strategic plan, Jim? Yes, yes, I have um, short and long terms. Okay, uh, and, and how long is short and long term? <laughs> well, I have a targets and goals for next year. Uh, as I say, um, 24, 25 to 30 franchisees, uh, new franchisees we're looking for uh, next year. Uh, and uh, over the, the five-year uh, plan is, is 200 mm-hmm. uh, franchisees. So right now, how much does uh, someone have to invest to buy a HD franchise? Uh, you need need around $50,000. 50000 uh, Yes, yes, mm-hmm. uh, to, to buy a, a franchise uh, today. And, and that includes uh, things like um, uh, the, the trademark and license, uh, the initial package, uh, computer and software to get yourself up and running, and uh, in this type of franchise, you, you buy a, a protected territory as well. Protect the territory yes. by zip code. Yes, zip code, and and it's sixty thousand qualified households. Qualification normally being seventy five thousand or more in income value. So we do a demographic analysis of the territory. Uh, the way we look at it is not everyone can buy or pay for a professional handyman service. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, a lot of franchisors take most arbitrary formulas which causes uh, a lot of problems down the line. Yes, I, I think one of the strengths that I bring to the table um, is is the fact that I, I was a franchisee at one time. So so being a franchisee at one time, you, you, you see some of the challenges uh, and then moving on to the franchisor side, you, you try and say, well, what can we do to, to, to make sure that our franchisees don't have the challenges maybe that I had, and so so I think that's something beneficial. Sure, sure. We had a uh, a business owner, uh, Mike Callahan, on yesterday, and his business is uh, located in Bond Hill, and you'd have a hard time finding a lot of people in Bond Hill that hit that seventy-five thousand yes. dollar yes. number. Yes. Uh, it, it's a it, it's a good little. 
limit that you put on there. Yeah. Uh, your long-term strategic plan, how many years does that go out? Yeah, five years. Five years? Five years, five years um, is my... Uh is my my long term plan? I, I think if you go any further than five years, you uh, you know uh, you wonder if it, if it could be realistic because there's so many changes um, and things change so fast uh, in, in today's world. A lot of a lot of people uh, ask us at Sandler to help them do two year to mm. thirty six month mm. long term financial plans, business yeah. plans. Yeah. Because when you get to the Month twenty five to thirty six. Yeah, we're dealing in a lot of fog. It rolls in real fast. Yeah, uh, especially in today's economy. Uh, in in your business, um, when you bring a new franchisee into the business, what advice do you give him or she? By the way, are most of your franchisees men, or do you have any women franchisees? Uh, we we don't have any women at the moment. Most of them are men. Uh, we do have couples, mm-hmm. uh, husband and wife. Uh, the um, the franchise actually is is uh, is good for that in so much that there can be a, a dual role, um, someone in the office and, and someone out in the field, uh, working with the technicians and someone in in the office uh, with the customer service. We set up a small office or a franchisees do and they have customer service people in there who, who schedule the technicians to go and do the work. And the advice that that, uh, that that we we give is, I mean, it's quite extensive uh, training. Uh, if I had to, to offer one piece of advice, but it would be to, to set your, your vision and your goals and, 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 and your dreams and, and think about them, about where you want to go uh, and then, then start putting in place the the the, the plan behind that. Uh, you know, if you want to to build a business and and you want to achieve things and get things out of it, uh, and and set goals for it, you have to put a plan in behind it. So so we as part of our training ourselves, we we set up a, a business plan, a marketing plan uh, for the franchisees. So initial training for your franchisees is how long? We have a, what we call the uh, a fast start program, which is pre-training, and that can be four to six weeks before they even come to Cincinnati. They come to Cincinnati for a week's classroom training. So the fast start is a four to six week um, uh, pre-training period. Now they could still be working at that point um, as they go through a checklist of over a hundred items. Uh, that we have um, to help set them up properly. And I say that's done before their week's classroom training. Now, when they complete their week's classroom training, they they can open, or they do open as soon as possible after that. Uh, But they then go on what they call the academy. And the academy is is intense support. It's it's a weekly um, communication or, or, or touch from us to them. It can be either marketing or operations will be on the phone to them. Um, talking to them and discussing uh, where they are with their plan, uh, where they are with their numbers. Um, you know, how is their marketing return on investment uh, for different programs? They're doing all these things we were talking about, and that's called the academy, and that lasts for a year to eighteen months with new franchisees. The franchisees, um, since we introduced um, the fast start program, the academy, which I introduced over the last uh, few years. Our franchisees now ramp up over 70% faster than they ever did before. In the last three years, we've had the fastest growth rookies of the year every year for the last three years. Each one's been beat each year. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. So uh, how many times a year do you actually have a, uh, a franchisees meeting or convention? We have um, a convention, an annual uh, convention, in fact, we announced um, our convention for um, next year, which is um, going to be down in Tucson, Arizona. Um, nice town. Yeah. Nice town. Uh, so the, the end of uh, February. So uh, we have uh, the annual convention. Uh, during the year, we'll have uh, teleconferences and, and uh, different uh, webinars and, and, and support like that. Uh, and plus, as I say, uh, franchises are on academy programs and, and, and different programs uh, depending uh, uh, what support or what stage they are in their, their development. Yeah, uh, again, uh, through franchising experience, um, franchisees 
uh, ha have different goals depending uh, where they are within the, the, the um, owning the business. Uh, so, so initially they want to get to break even as soon as possible, so they start making money. So that's mm -hmm. their first goal at the beginning. Sure. Then, uh, so we support them in that, getting to break even. That's the first thing we're supporting to them. Then they want a sort of lifestyle business. The business is up and running now, and they're making money. They want to say, well, well, can I get whatever their goals they set at the beginning? Maybe they want a nice car. They want a, they want uh, more time with their family. Maybe different things they want out of the business. Well, we will work with them during that period to help them get out of the business, the successful business they now have. We'll help, we'll help them get that set up so that that happens for them. Then, when they, maybe a few years later, they may think, well, I want to sell it. Mm -hmm. So again, the goals change, and and you then have to present your business a certain way to be able to sell it and get the best for return on investment. And again, we'll work with them uh, to help them do that as well. Has uh, home doctors helped? House doctors. House doctors. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, helped franchisees sell their yes. businesses? Yes, we have, yes. And yeah. you have a program in place to do that? Yes, we call it an exit, exit strategy where, where we help uh, the franchisees, um, uh, as I say, um, uh, move move forward in their lives in a different direction if that's a choice. I mean, in franchising, you have a lot of second-generation owners uh, uh, as well where, where, you know, maybe family have taken over um, an existing business. I've seen that many times uh, in, in quick copy. Not, not. I've not seen it yet in house doctors. Okay, because um, house doctors is too new. Yes. In total, how many years old? What was it? Well, it did um, started um, late nineties. The, uh, the actual one. Um, uh, so. Mhm. Mm mhm. What do you think people are looking for when they're thinking of starting a new business? You know, uh, because when you think about it. Handyman business, not a complicated business. Why would someone buy a franchise as opposed to just doing it themselves? Yeah, that's, that's a, a good question. And, uh, you know, being an ex franchisee, uh, I should know the answer. Uh, and I think in, in my case, it was looking for something more than, than Jim's printing business. And I think in, in, in House Doctors, it's looking for more something more than Jim's handyman business. It's it's looking that, that uh, a franchisor can bring the systems and procedures that, that will give you the opportunity to build something more, to become part of a, a, a national brand, uh, to, to, to uh, go to a convention and mix with uh, other franchisees who... who have a great relationship with you because they're going through the same challenges that you're going through. So you're not isolated as Jim's handyman business. You're part of something bigger. And I, I think that's that's the ambition and, and vision that I had uh, as a as a, a franchisee myself. And, and when I talk to prospective franchisees, I look for that. I look for them to have uh, that bigger picture mentality, that that that, that vision uh, of being something bigger than than, than uh, just doing a, a, their own smaller um, handyman type type uh, business. Interesting enough, we have um, a prospective franchisee just now who, who's looking uh, to move forward, uh, uh, and he has he is able to do the work himself. He has a small um, handyman business, uh, so so. Uh, he sees the bigger picture of being part of of a, a system with um, support and structure that will give him something bigger than his small handyman business. Good. We'll be back in about a minute after these Sandler rules. Hi, I'm Sean Thompson from Sandler Training. I'm going to talk to you about Sandler Rule 35. If your competition is doing it, stop doing it straight away. What do we mean by that? Well, very few of us have the luxury of being the only company in our marketplace that sells the product or service that you sell. So therefore, we need to be able to differentiate ourselves in that marketplace. If we don't, we become a me too player. We follow the pack. And the problem with that is, that creates 
price pressure and people shopping around. Because if everybody is saying to the customer, we're the best, we're the greatest, the customer has to stop and think, well, if you're the best, how much is your best? How much is your best? And that creates that price pressure. So what can we do instead? Well, let's look at the rule. If the competition is doing it, stop doing it straight away. Let's break that down. We have to start by knowing what the competition is doing. So you need to spend some professional time looking at what your competition is doing. Not, not to the point of analysis paralysis, but to knowing what, how they're presenting themselves, how they're marketing themselves, what they're doing in the marketplace. Then you need to look at your products and service and look for the unique parts there, the unique points. Now here's the thing we need to do is we need to market that in a different way. So here's a suggestion. What we need to do is learn to talk in the problems that we solve because that instinctively makes it about your prospect and not about you. And who are people most interested in? Themselves. So it makes you sound different, it makes it about them. And finally, it helps you create value. And here's the important part, value to your prospects, and that's what counts. This is Mike Roth, and I'm back here with Jim Hunter from HD Franchising. And Jim, in our third segment, I'd like to ask one of my favorite questions. We have a, a strange rule that I've developed over the years, that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you need an equally and perhaps better complex solution. Perhaps you could share with our audience a complex problem that you encountered and an equally complex solution that you applied to it or developed that might be applicable for another industry. Okay. I um, I look at the industry uh, we are in, uh, the home improvements, uh, handyman, uh, remodeling type industry of today and, and uh over the, the, the last number of years, uh, it's a complex problem. Uh, it's very difficult to, uh, or it has been very difficult to find uh, reliable contractors who, who turn up on time, who, who are trustworthy. Uh, everybody has a, a, a nightmare story uh, out there of, of how they've been let down or, or someone starts a job I can't believe they start a job and then they don't finish it, they don't turn up and, and nobody knows why. Why uh, uh, These stories go on and on and on. Um, the one thing about house doctors, when, when you talk to people about uh, the company and, and bringing professionalism to this industry, uh, people just switch on to it. Uh, they tell you a, a host of, of, as I say, stories, of nightmare stories that have happened to them and then they tell you all the things that they would like you to do for them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think I think that's the um, the been the, the complex challenge. Now, now, house doctors, our mission is to make home improvements easier mm-hmm. for our customers, and and uh, you know the way we're going to do that is is to uh, bring on technicians and handymen who who are insured and bonded and 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 will do background checks on. Uh, they're uniformed. Uh, we have uh, software, online software, where we can schedule the guy to turn up on time. Uh, we do um, follow-up calls. Uh, we guarantee our labor. Uh, the, the, the model that we are putting together using uh, the latest technology, uh, using uh, systems and procedures that, that, that uh, uh, don't let customers down, uh, this is uh, how we are um, approaching this industry. And... Astound the customer is a, a saying that I used to have uh, in, in the printing business. Uh, we no, anyone could deliver 500 business cards, 1,000 letterheads, 10,000 leaflets or flyers. We had to deliver more. We had to astound the customer. 
And we and house doctors uh, aim to astound our, our customers. And and if you introduce that into almost any industry, any market, and any business, you can find success. That's uh, the wow factor. Yes. Yes. First time I ran I ran into that is when I'm, we were doing some uh, training for for P and G. They said that's the wow factor, Mike. Yes. Uh, I'll share this little story with you. A few years ago, I was walking through the Home and Garden Show here in Cincinnati with my wife, and we 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 stopped or tripped by a booth from a uh, handyman service, not yours, and they had a guy standing in the aisle who stopped to talk uh, to me about a project I was contemplating, one of the honey-do list items that I didn't want to do. <laughs> and he had a guy sitting at the table at the trade show who had his hands knuckles out on the table. He had a, a, a big red beard, and he had like prison tattoos across <laughs> his knuckles. And when I looked down at the table and saw this guy, who was obviously one of their techs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did everything I could to get away because I said, zero trust. Yes. yes. People have to trust those people they're doing business yes. with. And yes. uh, the impression that I had was, you know, on a one to ten scale, this company was a zero. Yes. Yes. And uh, it was tough. That wow factor or... How are you delivering that wow factor in your world? What are you telling your franchisees to do? Yeah, I think it's um, it's all about uh, putting the systems and procedures that the franchisee can can follow and introduce into their own business. Now, part of that is the the technician turning up on time, uh, the the automatic or immediate scheduling by a customer service person, uh, the the technician calls in to make sure that, that they're going to be on time. If there is some delay, we call the customer and let them know there's going to be a delay. Uh, the, cost, the the technician is uniformed. The vans are, are, are decaled, are wrapped. Uh, so, so that, again, there's a trust factor, just as, as you say there, Mike. Um, all, all this is coming through. The technician reviews the job when, when they arrive with the customer. Uh, they then go and carry out the work, make sure the customer is happy with it, clean up after them. They wear uh, booties or coveralls as they walk in um, to make sure that they don't mock up the customer's floor. Uh, the CSR, customer service person, uh, calls back uh, to make sure that um, the customer uh, has been happy with the job. We also... Um, uh, there, there was a, a, a software, online software program came across my desk um, that, that allows us to send out uh, an email to customers to ask them if they were happy with the job uh, because sometimes a customer may not want to say to your face um, if, they, if they didn't like something. So, so, so they have the opportunity to also respond to us by email. Now, what, what happens, this particular um, program, um, uh, it, it's scores a response of the customer, uh, whether they think the, uh, the, uh, the job has been done well or whether they would refer you to somebody else or whether they felt it was okay or whether they didn't like you. And uh, that then gets um, scored and, and there's a response back to the franchisee who can see how well the technicians are doing uh, and also can follow up with the customer if, if there was any issue or any challenge. So, so we're putting all these things in place with a view to, 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 to get that, that wow factor. And numerous we get stories from people who, who, who start with a small job and give us more jobs to do because they're, they're so impressed uh, with what we're offering. Uh, one of the wow factors for me in, in a home improvement business would be that if I invite your people out to do a project, that they actually arrive with the materials on the truck that they're going to need to do the project. Uh, how do you do that to make sure that, because that's a big wow. Yes, yes. That that's um, that starts with that customer service person, having that live person um, answering the phone. Our franchisees set up a small office with a customer service person who can then talk to the customer and talk through the, the job with the customer and talk to the technician about what is needed. 
uh, the customer service person then can can fill out the the information on our web based software and the um the technician sees that before they actually go to the uh to the job so so we're using technology uh, to to improve the service um to to the end user so are you guys actually uh buying the materials before the technician shows up we we have the technicians buy what they need for the job if it's a small um, type job but we also speak with the customer and make sure that's the way they want to go some customers prefer to buy the, their own uh, materials um, so there's flexibility in I was thinking about a project we had done a couple of years ago our attic fan failed you know after mm-hmm. 15 years it, the motor just burnt out mm-hmm. stopped turning Mm-hmm. And we had to pay the the time for the technician to go to the local supply house or Home Depot or wherever it was, get the equipment, and then install it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it would have been much more efficient. The wow factor would mm-hmm. have been, hey, you know, uh, I've got a, an attic with... Uh, you know, 20 feet wide, uh, 12 feet high at the peak, and it's uh, 40 foot long. We've got one attic fan in it now. Mm-hmm. Get an attic fan, come out with the attic fan, mm-hmm. build me for the attic fan, and, and put it in in, in one trip. Yes, and th- that would have wowed me. Yes, that depending what your what attic fan it was, but that that is possible because we have that um, communication with the customer service person. They would be asking you questions, you know, what's what's the job like, uh, what um, you know, if you knew what type of fan it was. Um, really depends on on what what you can uh, what you can information you can give them. If there's enough information there, the guy would turn up with the required uh, parts and material. Uh, so, so. do your people actually do uh, electrical work, plumbing work? We do have, not every handyman or every technician uh, will will do that. We do have um, some certified uh, electricians and and, uh, plumbers who who work uh, with our our franchisees. So are you doing some of the bigger projects? I mean, around the country today, I guess a a really popular project is going to be, let's get a natural gas powered whole house generator I know my daughter lives in Long Island and 11 days without electricity yeah. uh, she's ready to buy yeah yeah so uh, we, we, we do we have some uh, uh, franchisees and we're five in, in New Jersey and uh, you know some of them really impacted uh, it's really sad sad what's happened and uh, um, and and you know there's major challenges with them, with their businesses, and and uh, with uh, or their neighbours and, and their community, and uh, you know we we try to help help as much as possible. But but as a franchise, we tend not to go into the bigger type uh, jobs um, or some of the bigger type uh, requirements. So so we wouldn't necessarily uh, sell that type of product so, um, so it's mostly mostly the to-do list the honey-do list um, and also we do lighter remodeling and um, some of our guys do kitchen and bathroom uh, upgrades and, and so I want the bathroom in, in the basement turned from a half bath to a full bath yes would your guys be able to tackle yes. projects like that yes well interestingly we, we, we um, linked up a, a partnership with a, a company um, uh, over this year that uh, does the acrylic bathrooms uh, so it's like um, rather than rip out your full bath, they do a sort of coverall type effect, mm-hmm. and that's become more popular um, because of the uh, the uh, economy and the downturn in the economy. People want stuff more cost effective; they want it done quicker. So the acrylic uh, bathroom most definitely is a need and, and um, a trend towards that. So so we we as a franchisor we connected with a company in uh, Chicago that manufactures them and now uh, many of our franchisees are starting to offer this as a, an additional service uh, mm-hmm. to for for their customers um, okay bathroom modeling is yes, yes how about um making homes more efficient are you guys in in that market as well yes we uh, we have a number of uh, uh, home 
energy efficiency uh, products that we can introduce. And again, I see that as a, as a growth area, as uh, the energy and, and fuel costs and all this uh, keep on going up. Uh, then, then most definitely we see that as a as a, a growth area. Uh, so energy efficiency is one of our growth niches, and the, as we spoke about earlier, the, the aging in place. We, we see a lot more. We pull data from our system. We see a lot more of uh, ramps getting built, uh, doors getting widening, uh, grab bars getting fitted to do with aging in place market. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I believe that's the fastest growth uh, market in remodeling today. More people grab, staying grab in their homes, uh, getting yeah. rid of the trundles, whatever they're called, where the door closes, Yes, that yes. piece at the bottom of the yeah, door, so yeah. a People, wheelchair or a motor car doesn't get yes. upset by it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that type of um, uh, improvement and modification uh, is, is a growth area again, and again it's, it fits right into the house doctor's uh, niche. I can see the uh, the hold rails in, in bathrooms or stair, putting Opposite high end rails on staircases. Yes. So uh, people in their 70s or 80s can grab on either side or both sides of the stairs. Yes. To navigate. We're, we're looking together to put uh, a package, and we're looking to put a package together where, where we can go into uh, a home and modify it to make it safer uh, for the uh, for the homeowner to, to to live in it. And so a safety package would really be good. Yeah. Jim, we're going to take a. Uh, Another short break here. We'll be back in about two minutes. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Insanity is defined as doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Let's talk about doing business in 2009. Times are tough. We're in a recession, and the economy is tightening. That's what we're all being told these days. Nevertheless, there are companies making their fortunes during these same troubled times. What really separates those who prosper from those who struggle? Do you want to know how your aptitude for growth versus your commitment to growth affect your results in this tough business year? Sandler Training isn't for everyone. It's tough, expensive, but gets great results. If you're serious, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 and ask to attend our next open house or check out our website at rothconsulting.net. Sandler Training, Finding Power in Reinforcement, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler Trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-646-646. 6523. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Jim Hunter of uh, HD Franchising. Uh, Jim, I like to ask our CEO leaders of companies like you to give a leadership tip to other CEOs that might be listening. Can you come up with one? Yeah. I think uh, the CEO position, uh, you know, you, you you usually get there after after a bit of time and a bit of um, uh, struggle and, and uh, you know, you, 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 it doesn't just come that, that easy. And I think uh, when 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 you get there, you 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 start to look at things a, a little differently. Uh, people start looking at you a little differently uh, as well. And I think uh, a, a tip I, I would give to to CEOs is is understand that that your actions pe- people are really uh, you know 
feeling what what you're doing, and and it's important that that uh, everything you do then is is of a standard that that uh, maybe when you are uh, uh, making your way to that CEO position, it wasn't uh, uh, quite so important, but now it really is that people. Uh, are watching what you do at, at every turn and uh, you've got to have high standards uh, wh when you become that that uh, CEO uh, i i believe that uh, you know people act and perform uh, based on how they see you uh, and i think uh, now that uh, i've uh, you know, made the decision to to move forward and buy house doctors um, even more so. Although I was the CEO uh, previously for house doctors, I, I wasn't the owner. So being now the CEO and the owner, uh, it uh, it means that I I've got to uh, have my standards where they need to be, and and uh, then uh, everyone should be following suit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now. Just out of curiosity, when you were growing up in Scotland, did you grow up in a big city or a small town? Cincinnati's a small town, by the way. Yeah, it's smaller than Cincinnati. Uh, I um, originated from, uh, it's a steel town. Um, um, my mom and dad were, were very much uh, uh, working class, uh, we would call them, in, in Scotland. My, my father never owned a car in his whole life. Uh, now that's not as strange in Scotland as, as it is here. Uh, you know, you can walk a lot of places in Scotland, but um, uh, my father had the the, the same job um, for forty six and a half years wow. before he was downsized. Forty six uh, years and downsized. Uh, that that had a, a a big impact on us, and I think maybe maybe on me. And so much that um, maybe that's why I've, I've worked and lived in four different countries now. <laughs> so I don't, I don't um, let, let the grass grow on my feet, I think. My wife's family was from uh, Dundee. Oh, wow. And uh, a few years ago, when the Rotary Convention was in, Scot in uh, Birmingham, we went to that and then drove to, to Dundee and reconnected with a, a, a part of her family that she wow. had never met before. Wow. Interesting. Well, my, my wife's some of my wife's family are from uh, Dundee as well. Yeah, nice coincidence. Yeah, small world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how has your life changed much uh, since you moved here to the United States from Canada and from uh, Scotland? Yeah, I um, I, I would say that you know, I never emigrated until I was forty-six year old. So, so uh, you know, most of my life was um, Scotland and England. Uh, I lived in England uh, for a period. Uh, so moving to uh, uh, North America was um, uh, different. And not everyone can can make the move. You know, we had friends who who were going to emigrate at the same time as us, and uh, uh, they decided not to because they couldn't get the same tea bags, or he couldn't get the same razor blades. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, you've got to be able to adjust. You've got to be able because because every country is different. Um, there's all all sorts of different um, you know habits that you, you get into, and you have to be prepared to change things. The common thing is you meet a lot of nice people. You meet a lot of good people everywhere we've lived. Um, Jackie and I, my wife and I, are, are very personable, so so we can connect with people. But we've met really nice people in Canada, and nice people uh, in the, in the U.S. Uh, it's, uh, my life has changed o over the last um, few years since I arrived here. I would say, uh, one, um, I, I do probably eat more than I used to. <laughs> in, in the U.S., um, I'd never heard about a bucket of chicken until I came here. <laughs> in the U.S., there's more eating going on, that's one thing. In Scotland, it was just by the piece. Yes, just a piece of chicken, yes. No, 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 fish and no chips. Bucket. Yes, right. that's exactly it, that's exactly it. Two pieces, yes, that's it. That was, <laughs> yes, so that's one thing. Uh, but more, more on a se more serious note, um, uh, we're active, um, Jackie and I are active in the um, Tri-State Parkinson's uh, community, uh, we we um, so so you know that's something that that, that we got involved with here. Um, a church uh, we've become members of, of um, Sycamore Presbyterian Church in Montgomery, a very happening place. Um, it's the first time we've been members of a church in our lives. 
So mm -hmm. that's um, something uh, new that um, we're, we're active there as well. So that's something new that, that the U.S. has introduced us to. Uh, so so uh, these things, there are changes, and I think some of them are relating to us also uh, getting uh, older. Yeah, well, you don't have to be old, but I can invite you to be a, a member of the Downtown Rotary Club anytime you have a Thursday afternoon for lunch. Thank you. Thank you. Give me a call. We'll, I'll take you down as my guest to, to visit with the Thank you. 300 business leaders here in Cincinnati. They're Thank members you. of the downtown Rotary. Uh, last business question before we run out of time here, Jim, is tell me how uh, you're using the Internet over there at HD, and what are your Internet plans? Well, the Internet is today's world. I mean, it's quite amazing. Um, when I, I first uh, came to uh, Canada, uh, there was very few um, leads uh, that came through for different um, reasons. We, we have leads, obviously, for people who are interested in franchising, and then also leads for, for, for business and, and, and work and jobs. And, and, and to, with house doctors, it's, it's for people looking for work to get done. Uh, but there's very little came from the internet. People didn't really trust it when I, when I first got involved. Um, but nowadays, a, a lot of the leads come from it. So, so uh, we're very active on the internet as far as um, we, we have uh, companies who now get as front page of Google or our franchisees become front page of Google. We have pay-per-click campaigns going on in Google. Uh, our franchisees, we have a, obviously a, a corporate web page and our franchisees as part of uh, uh, their franchise, they get uh, their own web page, um, and they're allowed to obviously um, personalize that to their own uh, local community. Uh, they, they, so there's leads generated for them uh, through these uh, this this media now. Uh, we have uh, uh, an intranet, uh, which uh, is how we communicate with our franchisees, and we're about to launch a new one, uh, take us to another level. Uh, with our internet um, next year, which will give us um, allow us to put videos and and um, uh, be able to give a, a a better communication tool with um, franchisees, um, allow allow them to introduce new uh, products and vendors, um, do a sort of top down type approach where, where we'll release stuff and be able to feed it down to the franchisees uh, via the the internet and our our um, the franchisees when they run their businesses. Uh, they use a, a software program that they can schedule their technicians and the technicians can see what jobs they're going to, the information on the jobs, uh, all um, web-based. Uh, and uh, some of our franchisees are, are now introducing uh, smartphones and, and uh, tablets and iPads um, uh, when they go out and visit customers. Uh, because it gives them uh, access um, to more information and data that they can then share with uh, customers on on products uh, uh, and uh, services that they can offer. So, so uh, my background originally I was involved in telecommunications. Uh, that was my first um, career uh, with um, uh, back in the UK, and uh, I think that uh, having that background in telecommunications, I've never been frightened of technology. Uh, although now I'm in my fifties. I still embrace uh, technology, and uh, although I'm not active on Facebook, I leave that to my wife. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I do uh, embrace it, and and our company embraces it. So so we're continually moving forward with technology, and uh, continually using it to the best advantage uh, uh, to make home improvements easier uh, for our customers. Mm -hmm. How do you handle uh, a customer says, "Can you give me an estimate"? Yeah, good question. Because customers are, have been trained, I think, to 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 look for estimates, and and we still go out and and uh, you know our guys still go and, and give estimates. Uh, uh, the franchisees, uh, technicians, they'll give estimates uh, regularly. Uh, we try to do some. Uh, if you're changing a faucet and we've changed a dozen faucets like that, we'll try and give you a ballpark uh, price. Now, what that does from the customer's point of view. It saves them waiting in for three or four estimates. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as long as it's a price that they're comfortable with, they've got a company that they can trust uh, who's going to turn up and do the work. Uh, so it's saving them time. 
the companies that, that, that estimate for every little job for that normally have to put some sort of markup on to cover the time that they are out visiting with customers estimating. So, so in fact, it can actually save them money as well, the customer. Uh, so, so we'll go out and do estimates, uh, but we can also occasionally give the ballpark price over the phone. Or a project that you've done before. Yes, yes. Know, replacing a pane of glass in a, in a front window. You've probably done that. Yes, before. and we can we can say well, that's going to be about such and such a, a right. price. So, um, so uh, Jim, before we wrap up, are there uh, any last thoughts or ideas that you want to give our listeners? You didn't tell them how to contact you. Oh, yeah. Somehow we missed that. Yeah, um, housedoctors.com is is um, the, the best way to to get us. Um, uh, if you're you're needing any work done, any work done on to do lists, honey do lists. Uh, for our franchisees, uh, and if you want, to, if you're interested in a franchise, we're looking for franchisees in in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, people who are interested in managing uh, a business and in, in a, a real uh, uh, opportunity and, and a growth market. Uh, where where uh, going forward, there's a lot of uh, niches that are growing that that are feeding uh, the house doctors model. Okay, and Jim, is there a way that someone can ask you a personal question? Yeah, jhunter at housedoctors.com is my email address, and uh, and I, I'll respond to to any any uh, interest or, or questions you may have. Jim, it's been a pleasure talking to you today, and as a uh, gift for participating with us here today, I'm going to give you a copy of uh, the latest Sandler book over there, the 49 Sandler Rules. That, that book hit the number one status when it was released in April on Amazon and then went on to be number one on the Wall Street Journal. Thank you. Again, Jim, Appreciate. thanks for uh, being with us today. And, Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.